think about them as like a championship basketball football team. All right. And I want to make them world champions. I don't want them to just be okay or just get a, you know, a five and five record or be below average. I want them to be champions because, uh, I played sports growing up and I loved coaches that designed our practice, designed our off season so that we could be champions. So that's why I look at my kids. Now, of course, my kids are just like your kids or grandkids. They have challenges and problems or whatever, but I'm the coach. So I'm going to be talking to you guys about how to do this. Uh, there is going to be PowerPoint up here, and this PowerPoint will be on the CCF website. We're also videoing, videoing the, the message today, so you're able to view that later. A lot of things I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to be able to get into all the details, but the great thing about YouTube, any concept that I talk about, YouTube will explain to you how to do that concept. For those of you that are not mechanically inclined like myself, I use YouTube on how to fix things on my car. YouTube teaches me. So if you don't catch all the stuff that I'm talking about, YouTube will show you how to do that. So um, let's look here. We're already um, having technical. There you go. Sometimes this is our family. All right, go to a counselor. And the counselor, you know, do you ever communicate as a family just by speaking? Okay, you can go to a restaurant and you'll see couples. They're not even talking to each other. They're on the phone all the time. You can see people walking through the mall, through a store. There's texting all the time. You can see friends go out together instead of communicating. They're just all texting together. So that picture right there, is that is that you? Okay, is, is that your family? Have you seen a family like that? And if you, if that is your family, then you need to make some changes. Again, this message is not just for your kids, but it's also for us adults. So what is a parent? Here's some definitions. Father, mother, an ancestor, precursor, a source, origin, or cause, a protector, or a guardian. Okay, for those of you can have kids, grandkids, you are the guardian of your children. Famous movie out called Guardian of the Galaxies. All right. You guys seen that movie? Heard of that movie? So here they are. They got their superpowers. Sometimes your kids might think you have superpowers when they were a little bit younger. But as parents, oftentimes we feel like we're in a lineup. All right. We feel like we don't have the power. Not sure what to do. Not doing a good enough job. Here are the enemies. All right. In the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, there are enemies and media and tech stuff has enemies, and we need to be aware of the enemies. Now, just like in a movie, enemies are always changing, so is media. It is always, always changing. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 says, You shall teach them diligently to your children. What? God's ways. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, bring them up with the discipline and the instruction from the Lord. So our job as guardians of our children, grandchildren, is to continually talk to them about media and tech today. Grandparents, when you guys were kids, of course, you didn't have texting and phones. So kids today think this is how, you know, grandpa, grandma, this is how they communicated back then. Of course, that's not always the case. When it comes, when it comes to phone, 80% of unwanted pornography, exposure to pornography 
is taking place in the home. Okay, sometimes we think it's outside. Only 9% of exposure to pornography happens at school. 7% happens at friends. But 80% of exposure to pornography happens right in our home, grandparents' home. That's where it's occurring right now. The number one reason people use cell phones today, the first time, is to check what is the time. I encourage parents, get your kid a watch. Get them a watch. You guys remember when you had a watch growing up? You don't realize how many times people check the time. This is one reason why people do this all the time, is they want to see what time it is. You might want to get your kid a watch for their birthday for Christmas so they're not constantly looking at the time. Or put a bunch of clocks throughout your house. Okay? But this is the number one reason why people use their cell phone as far as time is to check the time. The second reason people use their cell phone is because of texting. All right? Uh, teenagers today, if you call them, leave a voicemail, they're probably not going to check the voicemail. Even people in their voicemail today says, thank you for calling whoever. Uh, please leave a text. I don't check my voicemail. All right, this number, second reason why people use cell phone. 51% of girls felt pressure from a guy to send sexual text messages. Think about that. When you see the teenage girls come into I'm sorry, I said teenage girls. The average age that a person gets a smartphone is age 10 today. Age 10. Who gives them the smartphone? You're looking around, right? So when you see these 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 51% of them, over half of them have had a guy ask them, for a sensual, sexual text to respond. Okay, this, this is reality. Again, at TJC, I lead the summer camps, and we have four, fifth, sixth grade people come in, and the majority of the fourth, fifth, sixth graders all have these smartphones. They all come in with the smartphones. And um, those parents are not guardians. Okay, they are, they are not guardians of these young people. I'm going to share some more stuff about that. 34% of these girls, they sent a sexual text message to try and feel sexy or more attractive. So 51% were asked for, 34% they actually sent the text back. So today in church, when you see these girls walking around, one-third of them, they actually have already sent the sexual text. Can you imagine doing that when you were growing up as a teenager? No, you can't imagine because you didn't have a phone. Today, if you're getting bombarded with guys asking, 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 you might not send a completely naked picture, but you're going to send a, sex, a sensual picture back to them. All right? For those of you grandparents that have wonderful granddaughters, you have wonderful grandsons, this is the reality. Okay, this is their reality right here. So, yes, you want to build up, speak up, all that, but you have to be discerning, realizing this is happening right now in your families. Your external families, your nephews, your nieces. This is what's happening. Uh, this summer, I'm going to be seeing a bunch of my nephew and nieces. And uh, my nephews, I'm going to ask them these questions. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to ask my nephew these questions. Because I don't know if anybody else is going to ask them the questions. And so for sure, Uncle Heath is going to ask them these questions. I'm going to play with them on the beach and do all the fun stuff. But I'm going to ask them these questions. And, um, of course, they'll be like, uh... Because they're not used to being asked those questions. Uh, many teens, they tech nonstop because they feel they need to be on for their friends. 
You know, teens have to have their phone. Why? Because their friends are constantly in the conversation. And if they feel, if I'm not there, again, for us growing up, we wanted to go to the sporting event. We wanted to go so we could see our friends and continue that friendship. Here, the phone has to be out because they have to be on and they have to have their phone out to make sure they're not being talked about, gossiped about, slandered about. That's another reason why they're on the phone all the time. And of course, it can be addiction. You guys know when cigarette companies started 50, 70, 80 years ago, they knew cigarettes were going to be addictive. They knew nicotine, what it did to most people, but they didn't let the secret out. The secret is out now. When Google, Apple, when they created this thing, they knew it was addictive. They knew it. That's why people have left those companies. They're asking Google and Apple to stop making these things so addictive. And they can do it, but of course money. They need money. Get every time a girl or a guy takes a picture on Instaporn. Okay, every time they take a picture, they're on Instaporn. They are looking at it, waiting to see the likes. Oh, if they didn't get eight or ten likes, they retake the picture. They delete the old one. And every time there's a like, the dopamine is released in the brain. Same thing released that cocaine releases in the brain. It is addictive. And are you addicted? My wife and I were talking. I said, Heath, are you addicted? I'm sorry, I have a little bit of addiction. You guys ever admit you're a little bit of addiction? The difference is you are X age, these 12, 14, 15 years old, they can't handle this addiction. And it creates even more chaos in their life. So how do you use texting, though? For those of you that your kids, grandkids, they have a phone, how do you use texting to connect with your child? A lot of times people use texting just for announcements. You know, tonight we're going to have dinner at this time. Hey, make sure you do this. If your young person does have a phone, I want to encourage you to connect with them in positive ways with texting. There's something powerful about using words like that. I mean, you did a great job at, you know, the music, the drama, the sports. Hope you do fantastic on your exam today. I've been praying for you. Hang in there. The day's almost over. Okay, if you know they're going through a rough day, tough day, difficult day, is this a good weekend to wash my car? Okay, maybe your son or daughter, maybe you pay them to wash your car. Okay, maybe throw that in there. Can't wait to hear about your day. Love you. In one of the the studies here, teenagers wish their parents spent more time with them than their phone. They wish. Grandparents. Your grandchildren wish they spent more time with you compared to your iPad. So same thing. I can't wait to hear about your day. Love you. Your kids want to spend more time with you instead of you being on your phone. Excited to spend some time with you this weekend. Again, just positive ways to connect with them. I thought I would encourage you with a reminder that you have the best dad in the whole world. Love you. All right. Again, speaking up, building things up um, about your spouse. And then, of course, leave some inspirational uh, verses, tongue-in-cheek here. All right? You can have some fun with them, but I encourage you to give them some verses, some verses that maybe you've been studying, you've been reading, things that you've talked about. Just go and reiterate that with your with your son or daughter so that they can be um, built up. And then if they uh, you have a family computer, another computer, you can leave some sticky notes on there. All right? Put the put their um their face there on the computer. Put different sticky notes. Say, you know, leader positive things about them in their life.
for those of you who just arrived, um, this is all going to be on the CCF website. Anything that I talk about today, because there's going to be a lot of things I'm not going to be able to get into all the specifics. Any concepts on here, encourage you to go to YouTube, the YouTube uh, tutorials there. They'll talk to you about exactly how to do everything. Some of the harmful uses of smartphones, of course, is access to anything on the web. Because of the internet, you can go to any dark or good place in the world. There is no air filter. Remember when you guys were growing up and you would talk about your things with your friends, but then you forgot the conversation? Today, people talk about that, but they actually type them out, and then they're there forever. People don't even have a filter. Before, when we were growing up, it just go out into the air and it'd be gone. Today, it's recorded. Cyberbullying continues to happen. It'll, it'll never stop because people get to say horrible things. Have you guys ever heard of Francis Chan? Anybody hear of Francis Chan? He just got, he just stopped doing all social media. He disengaged his um, Facebook, his Instagram. He disengaged his Twitter. He stopped everything because it was soul-sucking to him. I mean, uh, most people think Francis Chan's a pretty good guy. People hate him. And they, they would constantly berate him with all the stuff on all the social media. So he stopped doing it. He said, I had to stop doing it as a, as a pastor because of all the negativity. So if people can't stand Francis Chan, they probably can't stand your grandson, granddaughter. And they're going to tell everybody about it. I don't like this dress. I don't like how they talk. I think they're this. I think they're that. That's bad. Misconnections. Misconnections is um, your your um, young person, they can get connected with other people that they don't even know who that person is. If your young person has like five, six hundred friends and you don't know those friends, you need to have your young person get rid of some of those friends. They should only be friends with people that you know are their friends. Why? You're their guardians. Okay, you are their guardians. Don't allow them to be friends with lots and lots of people. Untrue, true love. Okay, on the on the social media, there's all kinds of flirting that happens. Can you spend enough time with a rock? You might start having feelings for that rock. Okay, you have enough you've spent enough time with looking at somebody's picture on the social media. You might start having feelings. Again, it's a, it's a lie there on the social media. Undeveloped relationship skills is because people are spending all this time here on the phone compared to interacting, talking to people one-on-one. Masquerading. Sometimes we're so concerned about those ugly, horrible pedophiles on the internet. Do you guys realize all those horrible pedophiles is somebody's son, somebody's daughter, somebody's granddad? You got to make sure your kid's not becoming this. As a 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old. And the only way you make sure that I have is by being their guardian. Is by you having continually conversations with them. Nobody thinks their son, daughter is going to become, uh, you know, put the mask on. But it happens. Lack of sleep. Kids that take their phone into their bedroom at night have one hour less sleep per night compared to kids that don't have it. That's the study now. It's one hour less. So if you allow them to take their phone into the room... Instead of sleeping eight hours, it'll be seven hours. Instead of seven, it'll be six. And you guys know what happens when people don't have a good night at rest. They are not studious at school. They have more problems. Sexting. Again, if you don't know what sexting is, uh, 30% of teenagers today have, re, have re, um, received a sext. 
And the sex is somebody sent them a nude picture. All right, that's what sexting is. And you think, how did that, how would that ever happen? Why would, uh, it happens because people think it's normal today. All right, it's the indoctrination of, of pornography. And again, if people constantly ask, constantly ask, all right, I'll go ahead and do it. I'll go ahead and send, send the picture. So that happens. Uh, do any of you guys leave your, um, your doors open throughout the night at your house? Not even loud. You used to keep the door wide open. For anybody just to walk in, walk around. I mean, I know the White House used to be that way 150 years ago. You used to be able to walk right into the White House and meet with Abraham. We would never allow that today. And um, is your home, I'm sure, I know you guys don't leave your, your doors wide open. Well, again, that's what the Internet is. People leave the door wide open, and they allow all these strangers to come into their house and have their way with their children and grandchildren. That's the image right now. Doors wide open. Imagine 50 guys and gals you didn't know walking through your living room and then walking right into your kid's bedroom for 90 minutes. What would you do? Would you, would you keep watching the TV? Would you take your nap? This is what the reality is happening when we are not guardians with our children when it comes to media. So let's talk about setting setting some boundaries here. First thing is setting time. How much time can your young people have on their devices? And most likely their device, depending on their age, is actually your device. What is that time during the day? During the day is it 30 minutes, an hour? These are the conversations you and your spouse, you and your family got to decide this is the time. Again, as a sports athlete, my coach you're going to practice two hours a day. We knew it was two hours. We were going to end at 5.30. Man, those, those, those practices were tough, but we knew we were going to go to 5.30. He gave us a start and a finish. What about at nighttime? When do people stop using the device? Is it 8, 8.30, 9? you got to set those times and then be firm with those times. The reason you're being firm with those times is you are creating a championship team. You're trying to help your son, daughter, Go the distance. You're trying to help them. If they do go into a pothole, they're able to get back out of there. Another part of setting a boundary is a a cell phone is a privilege. It's not in the Bill of Rights. Not in the Constitution. They don't get to have it just because they're an American. Not just because they're in seventh grade. I get No, no. It's a privilege to have one of these. And they need to know that while they're young. So for those of you that have young kids, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you want to start telling them that it's a privilege to receive that. And you as the, the guardian, you're going to tell them when they're going to be able to receive that privilege. But they need to know it's a privilege. It's not, it's not a right. My sister, Heather, uh, she's three years older than me. Her three teenagers, none of them got a phone until they turned 18 because she made them pay for it. All right, so her policy was, sorry, you guys aren't getting one. That was her. That was, she let, she let them know it was a privilege. I encourage you with the phone, you buy the phone. You buy the phone, and it is your phone. So if they don't want to do their homework, you take back your phone. If they give you an attitude, you take back your, it's not their phone. Because if it's their phone, they're going to be like, no, I bought this. All right, no, this is your phone. So don't let them buy the phone. Now, the service is another thing. 
Do you want them to pay for their monthly service? All right, they can do that. But ultimately, if they're doing something that you just re- – you take your phone back. Same way your car. All right, most of your teenagers are not going to buy their own car. You might buy their car or loan out your car to them, but anytime you can take their phone. A study showed that teenagers, 40% of them, would rather have their car taken away than their phone taken away. Okay, this is more important to many of them because of this. So again, you buy their phone and let your kids know that this is your phone. All right, you bought the phone. But when they say, well, mom, I got $200, I'm going to buy my own phone. What I would say, during your time in my household, um, you can't buy your own phone. The only phones I'm going to let you use is the phones that I buy for you. Bounder here is uh, charging. Okay, I encourage you not to allow your kids to charge the phone in their bedroom. Okay, they should charge the phone in the kitchen, living room. It should always be in a public place. Don't allow them to take take that charger in the room. It's setting them up for failure. It's setting up for you for failure as a family because it starts getting them to think that I can have now the phone in my room. Okay, when, when phones are in the room, privacy happens. Privacy of the 14 year old is devastating. Okay, it's disastrous to them. When it comes to uh, anything, you should know all their accounts, all their passwords. Um, again, this starts when they're very young. You're planting all the seeds in them. And if they ever want to change a password, they have to let you know that they are changing the password. Trust but verify. Okay, you can tell your kids, I trust you. I don't trust your friends. All right, I trust you. I don't trust the people that are going to try to be interacting with you. And so you can trust your, your children, but then you can ask your own kids, hey, do you trust yourself? You know, the Bible says the heart is wicked above all things. Do you trust yourself? Again, I'm trying to help you win here. I'm trying to create a championship. Son or daughter, in the same way if your kids are in, maybe it's drama, music, or whatever. You can talk to them about that. Setting boundaries, being friends. If they do have any social media accounts, one of the requirements should be that you are friends with them on every social media account. And they're not going to like that. All right, they want to have their own. We're going to talk about this, but uh, many, many teenagers have multiple social media sites. Okay, They have their own social media sites for their parents, for their church folk. And then they have a secret social media site for the real person who they are. Okay, Integrity is not part of the life yet, so you want to talk to them about that. Okay, start while they are young. Let them know here are the expectations for our family or for our um, grandkids. Know who they are connecting with. And this only happens through constant conversation with your your children and grandchildren. Uh, check it. Check it at the door, which means uh, you don't allow that phone to be in their room. Okay, you don't allow it to be in their room. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine allowing your kid to have a TV in the room and let them have the dish, cable, all the sh- channels in there? Okay, you probably can't imagine that. It's the same thing there with with the phone and uh that last one here is the contract encourage you if you decide to give your young person a cell phone that you write up a contract all right it is a cell phone contract you can just google cell phone contracts for teenagers boom it'll come up you can make a little edit there but just let them know it's a privilege i own the phone uh you can't have the phone at this time this time you just write out all the stuff they sign it and when they sign it, the most likely they're going to agree with it. It sounds great. But once they have the phone, they're going to want to have more freedom. And then you just refer back to the cell phone. Remember we, we talked about this 
we agreed that you were not going to do this or you know do this. How to talk to your children about limits and boundaries. The most important thing is their heart. Remember, these are uh, young people. Their brain, the, the judgment part, the reason part of their brain is not fully formed until age 25 years old. They're going to be unreasonable. They're going to get upset at you. I love my kids right now. My kids are 15, 14, and 12, and I love seeing the individualism coming out of them. Okay, It's coming out, and they're not sure how to do it. You guys remember you guys were going through that season in your life? Sometimes they're they're um, brash or they're inquisitive, they're curious. That's the individualism. It's a wonderful thing. I don't get upset at their individualism. I realize they are going through adolescence. They're transitioning from kid to adult. And so the most important thing is is their heart there, of why they're responding, why they're acting this way. And so don't just focus on all the, the contract. It's focusing on the why. Um, love, relationships, connecting, being engaged with them. It is so hard to create a championship sporting sport team, and it's hard to create son or daughter or grandchild because it takes so much time. And uh, those of you that have kids, you have a harder time today because parents, 23 years, they did not have this. And so it takes so much time to try to navigate this. How to talk to your children about limits and boundaries. Ask them why they like the video games they play. If your, your, your son, daughters, they play video games, you should know what video games that they are playing, and you should actually play the video games with them. The reason you should play it is see what they're playing for 30 minutes. See what they're playing for 45 minutes. You should know what they're playing. All right, They're playing Grand Theft Auto. You should know about the prostitutes in that game. All right, and you'll see the prostitutes in that game if you play that game with them. One of the most popular games. So if you if they're playing if they're playing those, make sure you sit down and actually know what they're playing. Uh, what are the pros and cons about playing video games versus playing outside? This is a question you can ask them. All right, and a lot of them will have good answers. All right, on the inside, like I just want to play more. Oh, yeah, but it's better for me to get outside and do some physical activity. But ask them some questions. Talk to them about pornography. What is pornography? Pictures of people without clothes on. People with only their birthday suit on. All right. Those of them that are going to Walmart, they're seeing the magazines every time that they go through the Walmart. They're seeing it. So you don't have to think, I don't want to introduce this to them. Walmart's already introducing it to them. The billboards are already introducing it to them. If they're in public school, they're already being introduced. It's already been happening. But you want to talk to them about they should hear this from you. As the person that loves them with all their heart. All right, they should hear this from you. Why do you think God wants you to wait until you get married to see another boy or girl, you know, in their birthday suit? That's the question. They don't have a response. You share, with, you know, your perspective. You share when you were 10, 12, 14 years old. Again, it's just having power. The only reason this stuff is awkward is because we don't do it. The more that you do this, awkward goes out the window. It should just be a normal thing. To talk to them about this. Remember, the internet is having your doors wide open in the house. You have 50, 100 people walking through that door every single day. So you want to talk to them about that. If a person without clothes on flashes on the screen, I'd like you to turn your eyes and you know what? I want you to tell me. All right? 
I told my kid, and, and if you tell me, okay, if you tell me, we're going to go to Dairy Queen and have a blizzard and talk about this. Okay, I want them to let them know that this is a positive thing to come and talk to me about this. First time I told my mom, I went, when I was like six years old, I went out in the woods with a friend, came to a fort. We opened the fort door. There was um, nude magazines all over the ground. I ran back to my house and I told my mom, we this fort, there's all these magazines everywhere. My mom got so upset at me. I learned right there, I don't ever talk to my mom about that. Don't ever talk to my mom about that. If your kids look at something vulgar and they actually tell you about it, don't get upset at them right there. If you lash into them, you're telling them, don't ever talk to me about this again. Okay? You can still share disapproval. You can still say this is sin. You do all that. Remember, going back to the heart of why this is happening. But then ask them, will they do that? Okay? Uh, again, my son, Zach, the first inappropriate picture he saw was on a, um, there's a music device called Spotify. Okay? And on Spotify, just the CD covers. You guys know CD covers. Remember those CD covers? There's a lot of provocative. On a CD cover, he saw a inappropriate picture. He let me know about seeing that inappropriate picture there on the Spotify. And we were able to talk about that. Uh, what could you say to a friend that shows you a picture like this? That shows you, again, what kids, t- what kids do today. They're looking at videos and they show a friend the video. And the video could be just a music video with horrible things. And so you can share with your story. All right. You can share your story. When I, when I was 12 years old, I'm riding the school bus to school one day. I had a, a guy sitting next to me. He had this old magazine called Boy's Life. You guys remember Boy's Life? It's kind of a boy scouting outdoor adventure. Well, what he had done, he had put a Playboy inside of it. And the outside cover was Boy's Life. So I opened it up, and there she was. I gave him back the magazine, gave him back the magazine, and when I got back home, I told my dad about it. Because my dad and I, my dad didn't lash out at me, okay, because he understood maybe more as a guy. He didn't lash out. But so I, I was taught, here's what you do. You need to tell your kids, if somebody shows you the picture, or if you're watching a movie, something happens, what do you do? How do you respond to that? Uh, what is a good age to join social networks? What do you guys think? What's a good age? 30 years old. Okay, now almost every social network, they say age 13. That's what they say. 13 years old is the youngest. You actually, when you sign up, you'd say, I am 13 years old. The problem is parents have 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds signing up for social media. If people that start these things say you should at least be 13, that should be your minimum. That should be the bear. It's like a PG-13 movie. Hollywood says this is our standard. And you guys have been to PG-13 movies or R-rated movies. There's five-year-olds in the movie. There's eight-year-olds in the movie. Now, there, yeah, there could be rare exceptions. You know, maybe you want your kids to go see Lord of the Rings. Okay, the nine-year-old. But if you're constantly having your kids go to PG-13 movie, remember, Hollywood standard here, and you are exposed, that's not being a guardian. Being a guardian is if 13's the minimum from Hollywood standards, 
I'm probably going to raise it up. And so what is a good age to join social networks? You want to wait as long as you possibly can. All right, as long as you possibly can. In our household, the earliest is going to be age 16. The absolute earliest is 16. Because people can't handle. Okay? When we were growing up, we would be at school seven, eight hours a day, having to deal with popularity, having to deal with comparison, having to deal with jealousy. Kids today go to that school seven, eight hours a day. Then they come home and they have to deal with comparison. People are taking the best pictures of themselves, posting it. When you're growing up, you'd walk down the hallway, you see people talking together. I wish I was part of that group. Today, kids go back home and they see that group at the mall. They see that group going, why didn't I get invited to the movie? Why didn't I? These 10, 11, 12, they can't handle this. But what do parents do? Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. It's devastating. And that's where everything that I'm telling you right now, this is not my opinion. You guys, you've probably seen all the studies. They've been able to study now what this thing is doing to the young generation. For the last 50 years, they've asked every age group the same questions. And over the last 50 years, the responses have been pretty much the same. Until 2007, these questions started going the other way. And look, one of the questions, have you ever thought about killing yourself? Well, starting in 2007, the teenagers started going up. You experienced depression, anxiety, it started going up. And what happened in 2007 was the advent of the iPhone. Before that, it was like always the same. And then in 2007, it started going the opposite. In two, before 2007, most 16-year-olds wanted to get their driver's license. Starting in 2007, it started going the other way. Because before when you are 16, you wanted your car. Why? To go connect with friends, go do stuff with friends. They don't need to anymore. This is how they connect with their friends now. And so again, just the things that I'm sharing with, with you, um, I read this stuff a lot. Okay, I, I, I focus on this stuff, and I'm trying to help teenagers make good decisions, but most of them don't have the cognitive abilities to make the great decision. That's why they need those guardians. And so I had my son, Zach, you know, read articles like this. This is a very popular article. Millions of people read this article back in the fall. And have smartphones destroyed a generation. So I, I had Zach read this article and some others. And by reading these articles, he's like, oh yeah, I don't want a smartphone. I see what it does to people my age. So instead of just mom and dad telling them what they think, you have outside experts tell your son and daughter. This morning, you know, I had somebody give me this magazine. Popular Mechanics. And it's behind the smartphone backlash. And there's a whole movement trying to can redo, redo these. All right. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, Microsoft, they would not even allow those 13, 14 year olds to have this. They wouldn't allow it. They're the ones that created it. They would not allow it, but because of money. Same with the cigarettes. They knew it was going to cause all kinds of cancers. They wanted the money. Same way these people that have created it, they want the money. I think it's going to change. Okay, it's going to change if the public keeps putting pressure. But how we put pressure is by not getting our kids to do this while they're so young. So what is the age to join? Whatever that age is, it's best to decide that before your kids turn 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay? 
So what if you have an Instagram and your daughter wants to be on Instagram? Have her look at Instagram with you. She doesn't need her own Instagram. She can just look at it with you. So when you're on Instagram, have her come over. She can upload some pictures. Again, it takes extra time though. Why? You might want to be doing something else. The reason I said Instaporn a couple of minutes ago is a kid in my youth group. He um got off he got off Instagram last about two years ago, and he called it Instaporn. And he was struggling looking at porn pictures on there. He didn't even look at look for it, but friends of friends of friends would post pictures, and he'd see it on there, and he got curious. Again, he got curious, and then he would click on it, and then boom, he's in that world. And then the dopamine's going crazy, okay? And the enemy's going crazy. And so he had to get out of Instagram. He had to stop. Now, so I was proud of him. I let him know that I was so proud of him for having a great, great conscience there and not searing that. Um, anyway, so here, here's our policy in our household. Flip phone for our, for our children. Uh, we're going to give them a flip phone age 15, okay, that has no internet on it. Some of you guys have a flip phone. Very few people have a flip phone. Some of you guys have a flip phone. But the flip phone at age 15, but it has no internet on it. So all our kids can do is call or text. Then at age 16, depending on how they do at age 15, okay, if I saw my, my son Zach's 15 right now, if I saw him being addicted, getting to the addiction stage at 15, then he might not get one at 16. But at 16, we're going to give them a, a smartphone that's Wi-Fi only. All right. And um, the one I'm going to use here is scratchwireless.com. It costs six, seven bucks a month for that. And then a full smartphone age 17, pretty much their junior, senior year. And this is all based off us having conversations. And I believe the whole uh, mountaintop philosophy of, of school, the ninth and 10th grade is to hear. But then starting their junior year is they are trending towards being on their own. They're trending towards making decisions. You know, you know, people say, well, you know, are you, um, are you protecting your kids too much? You know, are you sheltering? Are you sheltering your kids? I'm like, yeah, you know, I feed them, I water them, I shelter them. Okay. We, that's what we do. We, we do those things. And again, at 10, 12, they, they can't handle it. 10, 12, 13 year old cannot handle it. Um, do you realize how many people can read what you write, may not know the context? And as you guys know, when people put things online, they can't see your body language. They can't see if you're joking. They can't see the just questions to talk to your, your son or daughter about. Have you seen any of your friends post something that made them look foolish? Have you guys ever seen anybody post something that looks foolish on the internet? Facebook, Instagram? Yes, like why are you doing that? Because they are. They don't have no they have no filter. Ask them what apps are popular right now. You know, ask them what are, what are the top five or ten apps? That you or you've heard your friends talk about, ask them those questions. What apps are they using? Why do they like them? Again, you can find things online of people posted something, it costs them their job. They post, again, right now at TJC, when I hire somebody, uh, one of the first things I do is I just Google the person's first and last name. Instantly, many of their social media profiles come on. And uh, one girl, that was, uh, we were looking at hiring somebody in a professional position, and she went down to Florida, and she was drinking a big old alcohol gong. All right. There she is, just drinking that. 
Um, people just need to know whatever they put on there, it could affect them in the future. All right, because of time, I'm going to move through some more stuff here. All right. So for those of you that have any kind of electronic device, which would be everybody in this room, most electronic devices already have different settings on there to help you protect your son and daughter. How many of you have ever heard of guided access? Guided access? Okay. This is awesome if you have young kids. All right. It's not very difficult. Go to YouTube. Type in how to do guided access on my iPad, iPhone. Right now, Android doesn't have it. Only um, iOS has it. But you're able to put in there on the device that it'll only be on for 30 minutes. Because if you guys have ever been a parent or grandparent, you have your son or daughter or grandchild on the thing, and then you look, oh, my gosh, they've been on there for two hours. Because you got distracted being outside, doing something else. You're able to put on there like a time limit, 30 minutes, and then it shuts down. All right? So I encourage you to put guided access on your different devices if you have younger kids on there. Uh, parental controls. There's all kinds of parental controls um, on your devices. encourage you to look into that. Uh, Android settings. Uh, those of you who have an Android phone, tablet, etc. You're able to restrict, restrict in-app purchases where... Somebody cannot buy something without your four-digit code. All right? So if you have somebody come over and you just give them your device, they might just buy stuff. And if they're young, kids are curious, they might go buy a $50 whatever. All right, so you can go in there and add that. Uh, content filtering, you're able to do them. Um, every, every device already has this put in there. They're not always the most rigorous, though, that stop everything. Android uh, tablet settings. This shows you how to put the settings on your Android device. And this PowerPoint is going to be on the CCF website for you to look at later. Uh, blocking mobile versions of Facebook, YouTube, and other sites. All right. It's not, you don't just put these settings on Facebook.com. You also have to type in m.facebook.com. So it doesn't just protect, you know, your computer. It also protects the mobile. Windows Phone is still behind. Okay, it's still behind the um, the iOS phones. YouTube setting. I just was in the our workroom here at CCF, and I went to our typed in YouTube.com. If you go to the very bottom of YouTube, you're able to type in. It, it says, "Do you want to be in safe mode? Yes or no?" And we were not in safe mode there in the workroom. So I put it in safe mode. Here's what happens if um, you don't put it in safe mode. If you um, if you type in, not, I'm not saying you, let's say one of your teenagers, grandkids, types in sex. They hear about it at school. They type in sex on YouTube, instantly all these horrible videos will come up. And then on the videos, there's these comments. Have you guys ever read any comments? Okay. Some people, instead of watching it, they actually just want to read the comments. And underneath the comments, there, um, somebody wrote, yeah, I'm 11 years old. I'm 11 years old and I can't wait till I have sex when I have a boyfriend. Now, I don't think that person's 11 years old. That's probably a 28 year old guy that put down there, I can't wait till I'm 11 years old. Why? He's hoping another 11 year old girl say, oh, what's it going to be like? And boom. 
He goes in there. For all of your phones, all of your computers, go to YouTube.com. At the very bottom, you'll see safe mode, yes or no. Go and put all of your stuff there on yes. It's not a 100% you know, great filter, but it'll protect you from seeing a lot of stuff. Have you guys ever seen those recommended videos on YouTube? It'll stop the recommended video. You could watch a video, and then at the very end, this recommended stuff will come up. And sometimes it's vulgar. This will stop all the vulgarity. Uh, how many of you guys have ever heard of Google Chrome Incognito? Okay. Do you guys know you can you can um, surf the web and no one can know about it? All right. This is what people do that are trying to hide their tracks, that are trying to stop. So you can have you can have different settings, different filters, but you can also do the incognito. So people do those kind of things when they're in a library. Okay. People do this that when they're at a school, they open up the incognito page. You search, still search stuff, but nobody can see what's happening. This kind of question you'd want to ask your teenager about. Have you ever searched for something that was secret? Now they could say, well, I'm trying to search for things so that, you know, Google, they don't know what I'm looking at. That's appropriate. Actually, some people, they don't want anybody to know what they're looking at because they're afraid that they're going to be used against them in the future. But this is used to hide uh, what people are looking at. So it's a question. And you might think, but I don't want to give them the idea about this. Don't worry. The doors are wide open in your house. The internet is giving them all kinds of ideas. Don't think, I don't want to be the person to expose them. They're being exposed. Uh, private mode, if you have a Samsung phone, if your kid has these phones, they're able to create a private mode so that nobody can see what they're looking at. It's very easy to do in the settings. You just want to ask your young person about this. So what are some of the goals of parenting? Again, web filtering software. Social network monitoring. You want to monitor their text. Location finder. Better. So let's look at some of these. These are some things you can sign up for. Some softwares to help protect your children. Net Nanny. Net Nanny is a good one. It costs $12.99 a year. And what Net Nanny does, it helps you see everything that your um, your son or daughter is looking at. All right. Um, it alerts it alerts you to any pictures that they post, any pictures that they're tagged to, who they recently became friends with. It'll take you right to the post. It'll show you all their friends on all the sites. So um, it's twelve ninety nine. That's a great one. Another good one is a Life three sixty family locator. Again, a lot of phones have this that it shows exactly where your son or daughter is. This is for all the family. All right, so you can see. Where mom, dad, brother, sister, where they're at in America. All right, you see if they're coming home, if they're leaving the house. And this one's great. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. You can download that and see where everybody, where everybody is at. And then they also can see where their friends, where their, um, where you're at. Uh, NQ Family Guardian, um, it's $4.99 a month or $35 for the year. Now some people, they don't want to pay money. Like, man, it's 35 bucks. Uh, you're trying to create a championship team. You're trying to create a championship team. Uh, most people don't have a problem spending five bucks at Starbucks, five bucks, all right, or doing this. So don't, don't let money stop you from protecting, protecting your family here. Sometimes um, families get irritated at their son or daughter because they're they're texting their son or daughter and they won't respond back to them. And so a mom created a 
called Ignore No More. All right? And if you're texting your son or daughter or calling, they're not responding, you actually have the app on your phone and you just turn off their phone. So they cannot, they can't respond to anybody except you. It shuts down their phone. And so if that was my teenager, of course, I would warn them. And they're going to give you excuse. Not always excuse, but like, oh, my phone wasn't turned on or it was turned off. But you could give them a warning in a contract and say, you know, if this happens again, we're going to go ahead and take back your phone for two weeks or four weeks or whatever. Uh, kids Place. Kids Place is similar to the – this is what you would use. Um, I told you the – the Android did not have the settings that iOS had. This is the place to, to use to um, create more parental controls on your Android. Uh, another newer newer site here is Canary. Canary, um, this is letting you know if your kid's in the car and they start driving, texting, making phone calls. Immediately you are made aware of this. Um, it doesn't allow their kid to make any texting or phone calls. Again, a lot of phones already have these kind of things. These are a little more robust. Okay, they have a little more potency in them, so you can look at Canary. Get all of these things here. You go to their website. They have a tutorial video, and you can decide if this is um, good for you as a family. K9, I encourage you to all download K9 to every computer that you have. You just type in K9, boom, it'll come up. This is another free filter to try to stop the trash coming into your computer. All right. To download that onto all the devices. I did not put one of the most famous ones. It's called Open DNS. Open DNS. If you download open, it's just open DNS. You download that, that actually goes right into your router. Your router is how the Wi-Fi gets into your house. Open DS is another massive filter. It's free, but it creates even a harder wall to get inappropriate material into your household. Here's you download that. Uh, screen time. Screen time is another um, parent app. Um, this limits the amount of time that kids can actually be on their phone or their computer. So you can put on there that your son or daughter has one hour to be on the phone a day. And so instead of you having to say, hey, your time's up, it'll actually shut down their ability to look at apps, to look at stuff. Some people want to do that. Um, Moby Kip, Moby another famous app. Um, it's another web filter. They got a lot of great reviews. This is probably the best solution if you have all three devices and you're good at, good at filtering with a dashboard. Uh, let's talk about some apps and social media. Facebook is the apps that kids want nothing to do with because you're on it. That's why they're not on it because you're on it. So there are, you know, a couple billion people, and I think there's almost, there's over a billion people on Facebook worldwide, but they're not on it because adults are on it. So they have migrated over to Instagram. Twitter is a, it's really just an announcement app. People say what's going on in their life. Snapchat, this is the app where um, people take pictures, put funny things in their face. They send, they send uh, the chat over, and then it disappears in 10 seconds. But this app is insidious. Because people try to do this every single day so they can be doing it for 10 days in a row, 50 days in a row, 80 days in a row. It creates an addiction. But Snapchat and Instagram are the most popular apps right now with teenagers. 
Of course, iPad messaging, message back and forth. Again, Instagram. If your kids have an Instagram, you need to create an Instagram and become friends with them so that you can see what they're posting, who they're liking, etc. Hot or not, okay, this is not about the weather. This is about people putting pictures of themselves up there and you rate them. Okay, you rate them six, eight, nine, ten based off their physical features. And so what do teenagers do? They put their picture up there to see how people like them. Okay, this is a popular app. A lot of teenagers aren't going to put themselves up there, though, because they don't think they're very attractive, but they want to see who is attractive. So why am I sharing this with you? You guys would want to ask your son or daughter, grandchild, have you ever heard of Hot or Not? Kick. Kick is a, it's just a messaging service. Okay, it's a private messaging service where people are able to anonymously go on there. You probably can't read this. This is recent. I've always wanted to talk to random people. It's a great app. If only people are online. Haha. I'm 17 years, male, blue eyes, athletic swimmer. Like to chat about anything, clean or dirty. I'm a gentleman. Hey everyone, I'm 13 year old male. I'm willing to talk to anyone who wants to talk. My kick username is straight male, 511. Hey, I'm from LA, 16 male, looking for someone to trade some nudes. Only girls and real ones though. Hit me up. That's not a 16 year old. That's a 36 year old. That's what that is. Hey there, I'm new to this. Anyways, kick is a horrible thing because it's private. Okay. It's private. So it's anonymous. But what happens with anonymous? People start having a connection. And then pretty, pretty soon the person anonymous says, Hey, what's your real name? What's your real email? What's your real phone number? What's your real? So this sounds anonymous, but it quickly creates attachments. So you just ask your son or daughter about if they heard a kick. Do they have a kick? Ask, ask FM is very similar, very similar to kick. And I'm just ask them, ask them if they have that. Let me go through because of time. Uh, Tiger Text, another app. Okay, another app that's anonymous. All right. You can't find it. Disastrous. Tinder. Tinder is a dating app and all it is, Tinder. They have pictures of people. If you like the picture, you swipe left. If you don't like it, you swipe right. If you like it though, send the message to the person that says, hey, I like you. All right. This was designed for college age students. This is the hookup culture. It's the hookup culture. I like you. Let's pretty much get together, be romantic. And so now Tinder has gone down into the teenage world. Hide It Pro. What a wonderful, look at this thing here. Hide It Pro, you download it to your, to your phone and you keep all of your private pictures in there. So that if your parents look at your phone, they're looking through your apps, it'll change its name to Audio Manager. So you're looking through, oh, it's probably where they save all their music. Nope, it's where they save all their inappropriate pictures. It's where they save all their inappropriate texts. So Hide Up Pro has been downloaded over a million times. And so uh, if you see Audio Manager on your kid's phone, it's Hide Up Pro. All right. And these people have designed this stuff to um, be for maybe adults. All right. But kids are downloading this stuff, and they're keeping secrets from mom and dad. They're keeping secrets from grandpa and grandma. Uh, music, you guys encourage you, Spotify is the most popular music app right now. Encourage you guys to look at your kids' Spotify music selection, see what their favorite list is. 
if you look at, don't just look at the names of it. I encourage you to actually pull up the lyrics. Pull up the lyrics. You just type in the name. The lyrics will come up and make sure you know what's going in their, their mind. I'm glad my parents didn't let me watch TV during the week because it really, really forced me to have more interactions with people, which in turn helped me become more mature than what I thought and believed at a younger age. Encourage you just to have time limits with the amount of time they spend in front of that device. Video games, again, know the ratings of video games, violence. Don't let them um, lose their innocence when it comes to violence. Again, most violent, most video games are reactive compared to pro, um, proactive. When it comes to cognitive ability, you want people to grow and be proactive. That usually happens with interpersonal relationships. Video games are very addictive. Uh, some, some fun apps. Here's some apps you can have your kids do. Again, instead of doing the neutral or negative apps, here's some positive ones. Pornography, getting a lot of bad stats. Um, these sites specifically help filter the apps. And then if your son or daughter look at anything inappropriate, that stuff will be sent to you. It is designed for accountability. So if you look at anything appropriate, it will be sent to an accountability partner. Okay, or a dad, a mom, somebody to help them walk through this stuff. That's actually the end of our presentation. So here's what my concluding thought with all of you. This PowerPoint is going to be online. I want to encourage you with your spouse, with your, with your spouse, you take about two hours, pick two hours over the next week. If you don't do it the next week, this will be, it's be another teaching of, oh man, I need to do something. Take two hours, go through a lot of the sites, and install that stuff on all of your devices. Install all of their on there. Then you decide which of those apps would be appropriate for our family. Do we need to do the location finder? Do we need to do the net nanny? Which one do we want to do? Do all of that and then put a plan up place, okay, depending on your kid's age, at the dinner table. You talk through some of these things. When you're tucking your kids at night, you ask these questions to your son or daughter so that you can continue to help them succeed in their life. It's 1045. Let's go and pray. Father, I pray for all of us parents and guardians, Lord, that you would um, show us. God, show us how to love, how to care, how to have concern. God, you'd also give us discernment with our, with our children, grandchildren. Lord, that we would again focus more on the heart and who they are, what's happening, and not just on the, the external. God, the more that we know their heart and help them navigate those things, God, then it'll help them change in the external, the behaviors, and et cetera. God, I pray that you'd make all the parents here bold, courageous as lions. Lord, they would know how to talk with gentleness and kindness. But, Lord, they'd be resolute in the decision that they're supposed to make for their family. I bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for, so much for coming. Have a great day.